Good news. My new book is finally here. It's called Handbook for the Heartbroken, A Woman's Path from Devastation to Rebirth, and you can order it now wherever books are sold. I wrote this book after the five-year span between 2016 and 2020 when I experienced serial heartbreaks that rocked literally every area of my life, my health, relationships, money, career, social status, and even my very sense of self. And along the way, I really got to experience firsthand how dysfunctional our culture's relationship is to loss. I saw how we live in a heartbreak illiterate world that's obsessed with success and shackled with isolation and ignorant of how valuable our suffering can be for our growth and our evolution, not only as individuals, but also as a collective. So this book expands the conversation around loss beyond just breakups and bereavement, although we definitely cover those too, in order to include falls from grace of all kinds, personal, professional, and collective. So whether you're experiencing hardship now or know you have past hurts that are holding you back in certain ways and still need healing, this book is here to support you. It's also a great book to gift to clients, family members, friends, just other women in your world who are going through a challenging time. It will show you that it's only through fully turning toward your heartbreak with support, courage, and compassion that you can heal. So within the loving pages of this book, you will have full permission to fall apart and slowly, organically find your way back to greater wholeness. I'm truly excited to share this with you. It was not a joy to live this journey, but it really was a joy to write it. And you can find it again wherever books are sold and the audio version of the book is available as well. If you would like some gifts to accompany you on your heartbreak journey, you can get those at handbookfortheheartbroken.com. Those are free. Whenever you order books, you can just send in your invoice or your receipt and we'll send you those accompanying gifts. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Sarah Avon Stover, host of Truth, Love, and Beauty. I'm an author, internal family systems practitioner, and teacher of women's yoga, meditation, and spirituality, who's built a long career since the early 2000s to be exact, in supporting women to cultivate greater psycho-spiritual wholeness and, in turn, to come home to themselves. My dedication to women and to the upliftment of the feminine at large has been a lifelong one. From growing up as the second oldest of four sisters in a Connecticut suburb of New York City, to studying at an Ivy League all-women's college, all the way up to today. And the very things I support women with mirror the struggles that I've had. Things like doubting, pushing, perfecting, hating, and yes, at times, even hurting myself. Yet I've found, and I have a sense that because you're here, you have too, that these very wounds and pain points can become openings for profound healing, growth, and spiritual insight. I created this podcast in service of honoring just this, this sacred healing journey that we women are on. It was born out of my own desire to hear Dharma talks, which are what the Buddhist tradition calls wisdom teachings, through the distinct lens and voice of the sacred feminine. 
Here, I'll share these very talks, along with rich conversations with leading thinkers and luminaries about all facets of the feminine spiritual journey. Plus, this podcast highlights three of the core values we must embrace on the feminine path, truth, love, and beauty. Values which we all need more of during this tumultuous time in history. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Today, I have two more wonderful women from our community to introduce you to, Cynthia and JD. And both were part of last year's 200-hour online women's yoga and meditation teacher training. And it's to be noted that both of these women, they're in very different seasons of life. And they also came with very different levels of yoga and teaching experience. So I invite you to learn more about them and their stories in our conversation today. And with the equinox just a few days away, we are saying goodbye to one season and welcoming a new one. And also on the equinox, that is the day that doors are closing for this year's training. So if you'd like to be part of that, there are just these final days to step in as we'll begin with our first of four three-day weekends on October 7th. So if you are wanting to carve out more space for yourself and your inner world and what is really going to feed and nourish that inner landscape and therefore your outer landscape through the rest of this year and into early next year, you are more than welcome So this is for you if you're wanting to cultivate a more intimate, fulfilling, and consistent relationship with your yoga and meditation practice. If you want to go deeper and further into your understanding of the divine feminine and how it relates to you and the practicalities of your day-to-day life. If you want to be in a safe community with supportive women, and possibly not necessary if you want to teach or if you want to simply integrate these teachings into your existing work or life circumstances. You can learn more and join us in these final days at womensyogateachertraining.com. That's womensyogateachertraining.com. And now I invite you to meet Cynthia and JD. All right. Welcome to the podcast. It's good to have you both here. Thank you. Good to be here. (laughs) Same. Yeah, and we always we always start our time here with a, a standard women's circle check-in. So I welcome you both to share where you're joining us from today. You can also speak to, um, since women are just getting to know you, like what some of your passions are, if you do any work in the world, or just, just what, what lights you up or season of life that you're in, and of course, how you're doing at the levels of body, heart, and mind. So why don't we start with you, J.D.? Sounds good. So I am in the northwest suburbs of Chicago currently, and a little bit about where I'm at and season of life is I am fully in a master's program of social work right now. Um, And so I am 
both a student and in a field placement where I am working with adults in a day program um, who've been diagnosed with severe persistent mental illness. And I have been able to share some of the mindfulness and yoga practices with them. Um, So I'm just really enjoying being in this space, in this season of life right now. And taking a moment to check in. My body feels a little tense in the shoulders. I've had a lot of calls today, Um, but otherwise pretty open and flowing. And my mind feels calm and engaged. And my heart feels warm and excited to be here. Thank you, Jady. And how about you, Cynthia? Thank you, Sarah. I am in Rockford, Illinois, which is probably a little just further west than you, Jady. Yeah. I didn't know we were neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I am in a very new-to-me season of life in that I retired from a 48-year career in medicine and nursing Um, just before the training began last year. And so uh, right now I'm very immersed in family and um, I have children, grown children and grandchildren, but I'm also really meeting myself for for a really fresh time. Um, You know, I was so busy raising three children, having a career and a lot of my passions and who I was was totally devoted to that. And now I have time and space to really pursue kind of what calls to me. So it's a very lovely time of life. And um, I am a nurse practitioner. I just retired, as I said. But I'm also a musician and a sound healer and um, work with women's voices. And interestingly, my voice is a little shaky today. And I'm not in pain, but I think I overdid it at some family parties this weekend. (laughs) So um, checking in with my body. Really, my body uh, has no pain and feels kind of like vibrating with this connection. And emotionally, I'm feeling very relaxed, which I'm glad because I was worried about, will I be able to speak? And so my body's like, we got this. And my emotions are like, hey, we're here. And um, my heart feels very open and really enjoying the connection. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Cynthia. I hope it was a, it sounds like it was a fun family party. (laughs) My son was getting married and it was a whole Uh, weekend of celebrations, a shower and families gathering. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a good, if you're going to lose your voice, that's a good way to do it. I'd say. (laughs) Yeah. 
And so here we are, you're both alumna from my the first online 200-hour women's yoga and meditation teacher training that I led starting last fall, fall of 2021 through early 2022. And right now we're in the process of just opening up enrollment for, for this year's course. And I'm wondering if you can speak to just maybe where you were at this time last year or close to this time last year, like when you first heard about the course and what was it that, that made you say, yes, I'm going to do this and, and to sign up. So we'll start with you, JD. Yeah. Uh, it's exciting to think back to that time because I remember that moment uh, so vividly, but um I've listened to your podcast for a really long time. And so I'm on the email list. Um, so I was getting the emails and they kept like tugging at me to investigate. And then I think it was pretty close to the training actually, um, where an email came in and it just said, you know, if you're wanting to dive into these things and experiencing these things, and it was just like, check, 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 check. Um, and I was like, okay, I cannot deny this, ignore this, um, distract from this any further. Um, and I was just feeling like there were some obstacles in the way. And so I just kind of offered it up and said, if this is in alignment, you know, let it happen. And it really happened quickly and smoothly, which just really, um, validated my, my internal instincts that it was the right place and time for me. Mm. So it sounds like it was a combination of like practicality, of actually seeing an email and seeing the material on that email and saying like, yes, I resonate with that. I resonate with that. I resonate with that. And then also some, some obstacles and then opening Mm -hmm. up to more of like a mystical dimension and asking just the higher power of your understanding, like if this is right for me, show me the way. And then seems like it came together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great. And how about, how about you, Cynthia? Yeah, I love that, J.D. That's beautiful. For me, um, one of my passions that grew out of my medical practice is women's vitality in the second half of life. And to me, the second half of life is after some kind of spiritual awakening or something that calls a woman to just a deeper place, whether it's an illness or other life event. I worked with a lot of women with these situations in my practice. And one of the things I noticed was just how in their head they were and how disconnected from the body. And I would do just some little breathing and, you know, just gently in the context of of what was appropriate, teaching them some skills. And myself, uh, I, I knew I needed to connect further. So... Uh, And also, I was very familiar with your work, Sarah. I had completed the um, Inner Critic Retreat just in August a year ago. And I loved the way you connected the parts with the body, with the different poses. And that just really called to me because, um, as I said, when I retired, I was kind of meeting myself anew and knowing that you know, the power of a woman's voice is really in her body and her connection to her body and her heart. It was really like I knew right away that I wanted to do the training, but for me it was 
logistically, I had some things um, for a couple of the, the days, and I just wasn't sure how that would work out. And I, too, though, I, I also have an offering practice, and I just offered, I said, well, if, if the timing is going to work, then these things will fall into place, and it did. And so um, that, I think, is the most that I have to say. It was really the connection to you, wanting to deepen my connection to my own physical being, hopefully to be in service of others at the time, you know, wanted to work with other women. Right. And then once you both said yes, and we were actually in the container of the training, like what, what were like one, two or three things that about it that really stood out for you? Um, that was the most impactful. Um, why don't we start with you, JD? Yeah. So first I would say, speaking of container, just the way that the training was laid out and how the information was disseminated was really grounding. And I felt like compared to other trainings, as I've done a a couple of 200 and a 300 hour training, the way that the information was laid out really allowed me to integrate between weekends um, and really build from a strong foundation so I would say the way that the, the training is laid out would be one that was really resonant for me um, to dive deeper into myself and to support others. Another was um, the consistency in the types of uh, daily practices that we did. So um, that just really helped me ground into my own like daily sadhana and in a way that has allowed me to continue it off of the training and into like a maintenance phase of my own. Um, so I still have a daily practice that is based on what we were doing together in our weekends. Um, and finally, something that I found really refreshing and unique to this training was, um, some of the narrative therapies that we did. So like the story of Inanna stuck with me. And I think we did that in weekend one. Um, it was just so vivid and unique to um, the training experience from what I had experienced. Um, So those are three things that really stood out to me along with like just a general eclectic blend of all the pieces that have supported you. Because for myself, that was another reason that drew me to the training was I found myself gravitating to an eclectic blend of spiritual paths and traditions. And previously I had been told, you know, the common, I feel like a common saying is, um, don't dig a bunch of shallow holes, dig deeply in one well, and you'll find the water. And that just was not my embodied experience. So it really felt validating to see the power and the thoroughness of an eclectic approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, JD. Yeah. And how about you, Cynthia? Uh one thing that really I felt immediately, because I, I did have to miss the first day, and just how lovingly I was blended into the fold, um, and, and I felt that was consistent, your approach with all the women, just a very welcoming, loving, and yet there was a, a gentle accountability. I mean, we we were held accountable for really the reverence of the practices and the the history, the deep history. I too loved the Anana myth. And I also really loved the um, some of the 
history pieces that you wove in. For me, I've not ever taken a formal meditation training. I have had a, a meditation practice that I kind of just get quiet, you know, but it wasn't a structured thing. It was something I would more do kind of, oh my gosh, I had a bad day, I know I need to calm down type thing, but this really gave me um, some actual tools like the opening, the softening, allowing just those prompts and just the, the blending uh, too of the meditation, the parts work, and the fun little interaction things that you had us do in the breakout groups were amazing. And I have to say one more thing, which was the, um, the buddy accountability groups. Um, I just really loved the women in my group, and I, I just really deepened with that so much. Nice. Yeah, so you're speaking to a, rain, a range of things, just like how the training was the actual structure of meeting on these, these three-day weekends every month and the, the mixing of the content, you know, like the Buddhist meditation, the, the women's spirituality, the yoga, the internal family systems, and also the sense of community, um, which, which is possible even over Zoom, as amazing as that, as that seems. <laughs> yeah. And I'm curious now, you know, it's been several months since we had our graduation, our, our, our final closing weekend. And I know you've already spoken to some of these things, but what is like what what's staying with you now, uh, af even after our time together has passed? J.D.? Yeah, I think it does go back to some of the things I was saying in the previous question, which was um, because we laid such a, I felt like a solid foundation, it allowed me to explore more on my own after and go back to certain sections that I was like, oh yeah, and then I can go a little deeper into that. So um, some of the, for example, um, I felt like I developed a really solid um, daily meditation practice but the parts work was a little bit newer to me, but having had practice a couple of times with different exercises, I could return to them and deepen them as well. So I just felt, I feel really well resourced um, to practice in a more intuitive and less rigid way, which is something that I'm still unlearning and kind of one of the greatest blessings of this training in comparison to some of the others. And I think just being a product of like Western society, um, feeling that strong patriarchal kind of mindset of it needs to be logical and rational and in a box. And um, so I'm still unlearning that and finding all of the freedom and the joy and the creativity that blossoms out of allowing that kind of space and trust uh, has been really beautiful for me. Mm. How about you, Cynthia? Yes, the, the two biggest things have been integrating the inter internal family systems parts work. In my daily, I have a daily morning routine now of meditation, and I just check in with my parts, and it's been very rich and very healing. 
there's been, a, for me, a lot of parts of myself, many younger parts that I thought I had healed, you know, with my years of working and being out in the world. And once things got quiet in my world, they really came back for attention. And I loved your word, J.D., about feeling resourced. I, I love that phrase. But I have the resources to work with those parts now and to give them the love and attention. And then I um, forgot to mention earlier, but I really love Sarah Power's book that you recommended. And so being able to incorporate the yin, um, just when I'm feeling something off, I'll look up one of the, oh gosh, I know the word's not dermatomes. We use that in medicine. Meridians. The meridians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and just like, you know, having that connection, like, is it, is it adrenal? Is it kidney? And then choosing a pose. And so I'm, I'm integrating the yoga practice in more of a, I guess, an intuitive, what does my body need today type of way, which is so liberating because, you know, I, I've just always had the typical asana and, you, you know, all the things. And to be able to just really... Um, to use it therapeutically, as I would say, would be the word. It feels very empowering. Mm. Yes, and what I what I'm what I'm hearing from you both is it's just this common thread of just a more intuitive, a more intuitive approach to your practice. And you didn't say this word, but I'm hearing it's like it's like a self honoring mm. of really seeing like what's really being present, like what is happening in my body in my mind, my emotions, my parts, my life, yeah. and what's what's needed now in terms of my practice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that sums it up beautifully. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of, I know that just from working with women for so many years and being on my own journey, obviously as a woman, it's like one of the central things that brings us to this path is the desire for more self-love and self-compassion and what I'm hearing, it's like that's that's an expression of self-love and self-compassion in action. If that's what it looks like practically, or one of the things that it looks like practically. Absolutely. I would agree. And with so many years of my energy being externally focused, I didn't know how much I like my well was getting kind of dry. So it's been a great nourishing. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, you know, how it was for each of you. Like, J.D., you've done many trainings, 200-hour, 300-hour, like, to take another 200-hour training. And, Cynthia, mm -hmm. um, I, don't, I don't think you've had much of a, of a history with teaching yoga, but no. you're wanting to move into it more, potentially. Mm -hmm. And so you're both kind of at different ends of the spectrum. And, and how was that for you? these different levels of experience. Mm. JD? Yeah, um, it was really refreshing. Some things like asana were um, refreshers and then some things were really new to me and were the pieces that I was really craving, which were um, both the yin aspects of the practice and the feminine spirituality piece and also tying it to psychology like IFS. Um, I hadn't 
experienced that integrated in a training before. And it was really enriching for my own practice and really shifted the way that I teach as well. Um, I really slowed how I teach down. I had already slowed my own practice down, but I also started really slowing down my classes as well Um, and incorporating yin into every practice and incorporating some breath and stillness into every practice. Um, So it was really transformative, I would say, both personally and as a teacher. And one other thing that I would just add as we mentioned it is that even though it was online, I felt more strongly connected to the teachings and to the, like my classmates and colleagues than I had in previous trainings in person. So I don't think that the online, at least for me, was a barrier to that receiving like the richness and the fullness of a training. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, JD. It's good to hear that. That was my experience too, as, as the facilitator that I felt deeply connected to all of you. And like, we just created this, this sacred space and community yeah. And how about how about you, Cynthia? How is it coming in with not that much teaching experience? Well, it was a little hairy to um, to teach right on the spot, uh, and and uh, I don't I don't want to misrepresent it. I mean, we we did the practice, and we were told what we would be teaching, so there was it wasn't like it was a surprise. But it it was a little anxiety-provoking, and it was something I really um, felt that I grew into and embraced, particularly for our graduation when we presented our our own segment of a practice. And I just want to say that I had completed an online training. It was a 300-hour, and it was... I completed it in July of last year, so just right before you started to promote your program. And it was very much self-taught, the one that, that I had completed. I did not really feel that I had gained mastery in teaching because it's when you're just kind of watching videos at home by yourself, it's hard to feel part of a whole. And so knowing you... And respecting you as I did, I, I knew it would be different. Uh, if, it, if, if I hadn't known you, I would have just felt like, oh gosh, I don't know. But I can honestly say that this was night and day. I, I did feel like I was attending something in person. But even better than that, because of the space in between and being, you know, a little older student, not as flexible, um, I just had to learn more compassion and gentleness with myself. And I feel like you encouraged meeting ourselves where we were with the practice. Right. And now as women who are listening to this and they're they're debating, you know, is this right for me? And they're maybe offering it up. And is can is this can this be possible? What is there any are there any words of wisdom or anything you would say to those women who are of considering if they're going to take the step and say yes. Let's start with JD. Mm. I would just say that if it's calling to you, if it's calling to your heart, if you feel an embodied yes to pursue that, to continue to follow that thread um, to where it takes you, because I think if we get stuck in our head, at least for me and my experience, that can be a 
a stopper, a block in something that can be really rich and profound. And I think a deep part of female spirituality is the, that beautiful path of surrender. Um, and so you can begin the practice now by the way that you approach saying yes. How about you, Cynthia? That is so beautiful. <laughs> um, I, I felt it in my body, and I, I, I would just say that tuning into your heart and your body first and let them guide your decision in terms of if the call to deeper spirituality and a deeper connection to your heart and your body is present in your being. This will really meet you there and more. And um, it's really so multidimensional and sound and just a beautiful experience. So if you feel, if you feel this whisper, then just honor it and tune in. Thank you, Cynthia. And thank you both for, for being here and for being in the training. It's, it's been an honor to get to know you both better. Oh, I've Likewise. Loved it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been beautiful. And yeah, I guess I, I want to say one more thing. The, the quality of the women that were in the training, I, I feel, really helped create a beautiful container, too. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And some of those voices will be heard on this podcast and some will not, but yes, it was an incredible, incredible gathering of women. Yes. All right. Thank you all so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being here today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be very grateful if you could take a moment to please rate and review this podcast on iTunes That is the best way to support me in continuing on with this podcast and also to support other women in finding this, other women who may find this beneficial for their own lives. Also, don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And if you're not already signed up for my newsletter, Monthly Insights, which I've been sending out now for almost 20 years, I welcome you to join me and a community of like-hearted women from around the world there. You can subscribe at my website, sarahavonstover.com. Until next time, I'm sending you my heartfelt support.